and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 19th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. I have one new video up on the blog. It is the Kabuki Warriors versus the Iconics from this week's episode of SmackDown. Okay, so you know this story here, right? So you've got the Iconics... Uh, are the women's tag team champions, right? And they're weasel heels, okay? So they've been trying to avoid facing the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, the deal is if uh, the Kabuki Warriors uh, beat them in Tokyo, then they get a title shot, okay? So why didn't they do it last week? That's because Asuka and Kairi were still in Japan. They stayed over a week. Okay, you know, Asuka tweeted us pictures of her video game collection, and uh, Kyrie went home. So this is a fishing. <laughs> okay, anyway, so they're back now, and so they do this match, and the match is more angle than match, because it, what happens, of course, is the Iconics take the cheap way out and retain the titles by countout. So you got to watch the video, because... Asuka gets pissed off. She gets pissed off, and that's what she's supposed to do. She gets pissed off. She and Kyrie look at each other, and then they go running down to the outside, and they chase the Iconics around the ring. Asuka throws uh, Peyton Royce into the uh, uh, corner ring post, and then they, th and then they both throw Billy Kay into the uh, ringside barrier, and that, of course, ends with the iconic elbow. Okay, so obviously what they're going to do is we'll see a match at SummerSlam where if the Iconics get counted out or DQ'd, they lose the titles. And I do expect the titles to change hands because Peyton is taking time off to get married to Sean Spears. You know, he used to be Ty Dillinger in the WWE and now he's working for AEW. So that's happening uh, late August. Okay, and so she's going to want to take some time off and it'll give Billy the opportunity to go home to Australia and see her family and stuff like that. So they're going to have to fill some time until then. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is what that's what this particular uh, match is all about. It's it's not really a match. It's more angle than match. OK, now we got a UFC show this weekend. It is UFC on ESPN4 at the uh, AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, got two women's matches on the show, so let's talk about them. Uh, the first one is at Bantamweight. It is Raquel Pennington versus Irene Aldana. Okay, now, so here's the deal on this. Raquel is a former title contender, okay? All right, she got a title shot, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I guess it was, against uh, uh, Amanda Nunez, and she lost. The problem I see with Raquel is uh, before she had that fight, she was in an, uh, uh, an ATV accident, very seriously injured, and I am even surprised she came back, and I think that's really, really uh, hurt her. She just isn't the same fighter anymore. She's a, she's a pretty good fighter. Not great, but pretty good. Um, and I, it makes me wonder 
if it's time for her to retire because uh, you know that that I think that accident has taken a whole lot out of her. So the the whole thing with Irene is uh, she's from Mexico. She has uh, she's a teammate of Alexa Grasso uh, at uh, at um, a Lobo, and you know she's a points fighter. She primarily. Um, she primarily is a striker. She doesn't even do any kicks. She's a boxer, so she, she's a striker. Now, in her last fight, she actually got, from what I could tell, the first, for the first time ever, a submission win over Betch Korea, okay? But she didn't really do anything. Betch Korea is so inept. Another fighter who should retire. She's so inept. She stumbled into... An armbar. Can you believe that? I, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was just unbelievable. So, you know, the idea here is, I suppose, that if Irene wins here, then, you know, they can move her into the top 10. Okay? Uh, I just don't think Raquel is who she used to be. All right? So, I, I would favor Irene and, and that, but you never know, right? But Raquel just, that ATV accident really took a lot out of her. People don't realize how much that took out of her. Okay. The other fight is at flyweight. It is Roxanne Modafferi versus Jennifer Maya. Now, this was supposed to, Roxanne's opponent for this was supposed to be Liz Carmouche, but Liz got moved to a title shot at the uh, Uruguay show. So uh, Jennifer uh, is replacing her. Uh, so for starters, Jennifer missed weight. She weighed in 129 pounds, and she's going to give up 30% of her purse, and so the fight is still going to happen. All right, so um, they fought actually back in 2016 in Invicta, and Jennifer won at the time. But I actually think Roxanne has improved, and uh, I kind of favor her to win this fight. So, you know, Roxanne has been around for years. Of course, she used to fight in Japan. And really, uh, she's improved quite a bit since she's moved to Las Vegas and has been training with John Wood over at Syndicate and MMA. And she's just a better fighter. Like when she lost to Jennifer in 2016, she was still in that situation where she wouldn't punch anybody. She's gotten over that. She's a better fighter than she used to be. And so... Uh, you know, I, I like her to win this fight. She can do things that Jennifer can't do. That's part of it. But, you know, she's just better than she was, okay? Uh, I've never liked Jennifer Maya. Jennifer is a former Invicta flyweight champion. She's from Brazil. She trained at the famed shootbox in uh, Brazil. Whenever I say that, people think, well, is she anything like Chris Cyborg? And the answer is no. That's because Chris Cyborg fights like uh, Vonderly Silva, you know, that's the shootbox style. Jennifer's a boxer. That's how she started out in the fight business. She's a boxer. And then she uh, moved to MMA, and like a lot of boxers, I mean, the reason for her to move to MMA is there's more money in it, okay? There's no money in women's boxing. And so uh, she's been around for a long time, and, you know, she's a striker. She doesn't even do any kicks. She has no power. So really, she's a points fighter and not a very effective one. Uh, she's one-on-one one in the, um, in the uh, UFC at this point, 
And I think Roxy's a bit of a step up in competition for her. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I kind of expect the fight to go a, um, to go to a, um, a uh, unanimous decision or something like that. And who knows, it could be a split decision or something like that. She's just not very good. And, and she missed weight too, so gosh. All right. Um, so that's about, that, that's about it on, uh, that's for the uh, tomorrow night's show on, and now it's on ESPN. It's, in Canada, it's on TSN. The show is on TSN. Okay, we have one fight, uh, new fight announcement. Um, uh, the other, uh, I think it was on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Rafael Mourinho of Combat uh, reported uh, that uh, Carol Rosa versus Laura Procopio has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 15, August 31 at Universiad uh, Sports Center in Shenzhen, China. Uh, this fight will be at bantamweight. Both fighters have confirmed the fight via Instagram. And I actually heard about uh, Carol uh, Rose's signing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she is 24 years old. She trains at PRVT in Brazil, so she is a teammate of Jessica Andrade, and that's why she's on this show because PRVT and those guys are going over there anyway. All right. So Carol's record is 11 and three on the Brazilian regional circuit. Um, she was 17 years old when she debuted in 2012, so she's actually been fighting for quite a while. Now she has fought at bantamweight and featherweight, and uh, she was supposed to fight Jan Finney on Battlefield FC2, July 27th in Macau. So yeah, in China. And um, uh, I think that was supposed to be at featherweight, but when she got the call from the UFC, PRVT paid Battlefield to get out of the fight. Now, Lara is 23 years old. She trains at Nova Uniao in Brazil. Her record is 6-0 in March 2018. Lara won the Shudo Brazil Bantamweight Championship with a win over Mariana Moraes. Then in August, she won the Shudo Brazil Flyweight Championship with a win over Cidi Rocha. So she hasn't fought since then. So that would be my main concern about her is that is inactivity. Now, neither fight, and the other thing is neither fighter has ever fought outside Brazil, and they are going a long ways to China to fight for the UFC. So really, this is a big step up for both of them uh, from the Brazilian regional circuit. So it's an interesting fight uh, um, because I, I haven't seen either of them, and who knows if either of them are any good, right? Okay. So that's about it for today. Uh, be back on Sunday with the uh, two videos for the two UFC fights. Uh, next week, I'm not sure uh, what will be happening with the uh, UFC. Oh, yeah, UFC, there's a show. Uh, is there a show next week? I'm not sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point, the point is, is that um, uh, the one thing I know is coming up for sure is next week, Io Shirai will uh, be facing Casey Catanzaro on NXT. So we get our first look at the um, heel Io Shirai. Uh, they've posted some pics of her, and she also was on a house show last night. Uh, so we'll see, what, uh, we'll see how she does. Okay. Um, again, if you want to watch uh, the video that I put up, you can uh, check it out at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, 
you can uh, leave a message on Anchor's voicemail. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you Sunday.